Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Recovered by Gabby Marshall. Here comes Clark. How will she go for history? Galen Clark from the parking lot tweeted out last night there was a graphic of all of the points she scored and where the shots came from and as she moves on and on in her career they just get deeper and deeper if she plays another year at Iowa she'll be shooting from behind the half court line yep. just draining threes so all time leading women's score and uh, she probably will play another year at Iowa too because of NIL yeah you make more money at least I think playing in uh, playing college basketball right now than you would in the WNBA. So she is maybe the closest thing for me to Steph Curry, just because of the way she scores. That three that she makes to to set the record. I mean, there's time on the shot clock, and that's one where there's a million basketball coaches that'll go, "Oh, that's a bad shot," but. What has Steph Curry done to everybody for 10 years? Well, for him, that's not a bad shot. Right. And for her, like, she hits it from almost the logo. Maybe she was doing that in part just to, like, this is where I want this <laughs> to be from. Because there was 25 seconds left in the shot clock. But that's not a bad shot for her because she makes threes yeah. like that. There's a point to be made and a comparison to be made here about Curry and Caitlin Clark for this and the Michigan in hockey. And that is that... The people that can do it, it's amazing. But you'd ha- you would have people at lower levels telling you the number of kids trying this stuff that aren't oh. good enough. And Charles Barkley does it all the time. Shaq does it all the time on Inside the NBA. Like you're not all Steph Curry. You can't all shoot from there. Why is everybody doing this? You're not good enough to do this. John Tortorella once said, I think it was after he was it mech. was the Zeke. Remember the Zegras pass over the net? Yeah, that, that's right. That's in right. Buffalo. And Tortorella said on TV that night that it was it was not good for the game because kids were going to watch that and try to emulate it. Exactly that. Yep. It was like the coolest goal that's been scored in ten years and not good for the game. But I, I understand the sentiment and you know the Curry has revolutionized the three point shot and how deep guys shoot and how the game is played now. And here's Caitlin Clark who plays. I mean, the comp you would have would be would be Steph. Yeah. She just shoots from everywhere. And that you know, that record breaker last night was the highlight hit the internet. It's like, oh, there there it is. If you've ever seen her play, like that's what she does. It's yeah. awesome. Good morning, Jeremy and Joe with you. Uh after a Sabres loss, four nothing to the Florida Panthers. And uh Yeah, we we, we talked about it a bit. <laughs> the afternoon mm-hmm. show had a great topic yesterday. I, I thought it was 
I thought it was a great topic, which is, you know, here we are likely adding to the, lo- the, the drought, the longest drought in North American sports, the Sabres missing the playoffs again here. Mm-hmm. What's the single biggest mistake they made? That's what Mike asked yesterday, and I, mm-hmm. he asked that, and I thought, ooh, man, that's, that's good. We'd all, we'd all know or say there's a lot of mistakes. Mistakes have been made. But what's the single biggest mistake they made? This player got traded away. This player got acquired. Hiring, firing. What? What's the biggest mistake they made? It's funny. I heard twenty different answers yesterday. That almost on all of them, like yeah, you could, you could say that. Like, uh, yeah, hiring Kruger was one that came out a lot. Like, yeah, that okay, I'm into that. Yeah. Or what? Like deciding to. Um, let LaFontaine leave was one that I heard pretty early on in that conversation. Not let him leave, but just like when him resigning as president of hockey operations or not paying Ryan Miller. Like you could even go that far back. Bulldogs started that conversation with it's it's not the drought, but they still haven't recovered from July 1st of 2007, which is kind of amazing to think about, but it's kind of true that they still haven't recovered from that because those Teams that were ninth place all the time early in the 2010s and barely squeaked in the playoffs are the reason why they tanked, and then they haven't really built it back up since then. So you could reverse the clock all the way back to then. Yep. So I have a tough time picking out one thing, but I tend to think I'd want to answer Kruger. Kruger being the coach when, like, that was it. I, I remember saying at the time, like, Eichel's going into year five. And he's never won. And you better get this coach hire right because if you don't, now it's gonna get it's gonna be ugly out on the other side. I don't even know if that had to mean he would be traded, but if this guy doesn't work, then I don't know what we're talking about on the other side. It's gonna be bad and it's gonna be real ugly. And that ended up being right because when that didn't work, it all it all crumbled. Everything was you had to trade guys and you had to restart. And he was so bad at using talented players that it's hard for me to not pick him. Yeah. Would it be wrong to go one up on him and say it's Bottrell? Bottrell, and you'd have to, of course, does the GM have full autonomy to do anything he wants? Bottrell brought in Housley, and Housley was not better than Kruger. No, he was not qualified. He was not better than Kruger. He was not qualified for that job. And he brought Housley back for a second season after they finished in last place. Yeah. And then fired him and then brought in Kruger. Like, Bottrell and the, the moves and the trades that he made, I mean, he might he might get a look for the job in Columbus with Kekalainen getting yeah. fired. Yes. I mean, Bottrell's what, an assistant in Seattle? He's been for a couple and years isn't now, he yeah. in the list of 37 men that's allowed to be a GM in the NHL? <laughs> There's only 37 that are allowed to be a GM, and he's, he's probably some, one of them. He somehow got in that list. And he might yeah. get back in Columbus. Yep. I mean, he, he killed the Sabres. They were always in a cap crunch. They made terrible trades. They had trouble identifying good players and bad players. They had terrible coaches. The other thing about Bottrell that I always remember is how he was so... Like, this is one way that Kevin Adams and Don Granado have scored points with the fans. They don't... I mean, they don't talk down to the fans, I don't think. You might not like what they say, mm-hmm. but Bottrell would talk down to the fans. Bottrell, I can remember when they're having another terrible season, saying, like, fans want the coach fired. Like he, like he was, he couldn't be bothered with the idea that they were bad again. Mm-hmm. Like who cares what the fans want? Is, was how he came across, and 
that consistently just was tough. Like the Sabres in the midst of this long, long drought, who knows if it's near the end or if it's near the still near the middle, but they weren't always there wasn't always apathy. Mm-hmm. Bilesma got fired because they didn't meet expectations. The expectations that year were ninety five points. And they fired him because this is a real NHL coach that won a Stanley Cup and they fire him and they fire Tim Murray in the process. And then go to Bottrell. You know, Murray wasn't exactly your traditional GM, and he has not gotten another job since as a GM. But I heard an, as an answer, firing Murray. More than I heard anything about his time being the GM. And I, if I have one massive critique about him, is he got the blue line so wrong. It's unbelievable. Entrusting, Mike's answer was Ristolainen. Entrusting Ristolainen to play 26 minutes a night as like, that's that's your that's your blue line. And we're going to trade... His, his acquisition to play in the top pair was Josh George's, and he traded away. I mean, say what you want. These guys were not great defensemen, but he traded away Myers. He traded away Braden McNabb. He traded away Nikita Zadorov. He traded away Mark Pesic. Like, he traded away all the young defensemen they had, all of them. And, and those guys all still play in the league. Right, even now yeah. they do. Like, again, they're not top pair guys. But they were all NHL defensemen that they just, nope, don't want them because we're going to do all this other stuff. The one thing, though, that he did, which I think is why maybe his approval rating today might be higher than the other guys, is he was everyone wants, he was honest, and everyone wants to see them make moves. There's been total inaction since he's been the general manager. And he might have been floor it 100 miles per hour when you need to go 60, but... The thing everyone wants to see them do in the last few years is go be aggressive, go make a trade, go, you know, let's let's go. Let's get this team on the right path right now. And that dude was never afraid to do that. Yeah. And that's kind of the Kekalainen point. Like, I'm not asking anybody here that's listening to know all of Yarmo Kekalainen's history with the Blue Jackets, but maybe if – and again, I'm not saying that I really wanted Tim Murray to get 10 years, and I understand Tim Murray had his problems, but – if Tim Murray was the GM for 10 years, they would have made the playoffs once. I mean, Kekalainen's long considered to be bad at this, and they made it five times in 10 years. Yeah. Columbus did. Yeah. Not to say, again, like, you should have kept Murray for 10 years. Jeez, if Bottrell's here for 10 years, maybe you make it once. Kevin Adams, I'm mm-hmm. sure, if he's, he's here for 10 years, you make it once. And I wonder if Terry Pagula's not feeling that. Like, all right, I'm just going to let these guys have as much time as they need, even though... The time in front of them makes it harder to stomach. Yeah. I mean, the Sabres are in a spot where, what again, like, what are you supposed to do? You got hammered by Florida last night. That's a team that's much better than you. You know, not not unexpected. Well, yeah. what you're supposed to do is you're, you're supposed to go trade for Rasmus Anderson. Or you're supposed to go trade for, you know, some f- veteran forward that's available that's going to score 30 goals for you. Like, that. that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Murray did those things. He didn't do it on the blue line. He did it. He did it forward though. He went out and oh wait, Ryan O'Reilly, Ryan O'Reilly's on the market. I'm gonna go get that guy. Oh wait, Evander Kane is on the market. I'm gonna go get that guy. Oh, I need a goaltender. Uh, first round pick, whatever. Let's go get Robin Leonard. <laughs> like that type of mindset. There were communication issues behind the scenes. There were total failures. I think with the farm system while he was here. But the mindset of that talented player is out there, and I'm gonna go get him. That has been totally missing since yeah. he's been the GM. Totally that, missing. And when, I mean, when they were bad, he was mad. And Bottrell did that too. I mean, Bottrell slammed doors and, well, I just told you he didn't really communicate with the fans well. 
He was mad. Murray would show that he was mad. Murray I, I guess that doesn't have to be different because what really matters is, I guess, how you're acting, right, like with your organization and whatnot. But but it was easier for the fans to see it because Bottrell might have, like, hided, did a better job hiding it. Murray would, you would hear it from him. Yeah. Like, he would not be afraid to come out and show everybody in the world. Lottery night, he showed everybody how mad he was. <laughs> That's right. That's right? right. Yep. Lottery night, I, I didn't even feel that bad. I was... Trying to like reconcile with okay, we probably weren't going to win every anyway. You guys were doing the the draft drill at that time, right? Yep, yep. Like we're all mentally preparing for them to not win the lottery, and like okay, they lost. Ah, five minutes later, all right, it's okay, it's okay. We we knew this was going to happen the whole time. Then Murray talked, and he was mad, so mad, and it did not make anybody feel better. No, he was also maybe right at the time because how right has that ended up looking? Of how how important that lottery was. How important it was to win that first overall pick. Not The Sabres were not incapable of winning after that, but it's very clear that the dude that went number one overall is like one of the best players that's ever lived. That's true. If they got... Don't Sabres fans get to a point now where they thought if they if they think about winning that lottery, that what's different? Maybe Edmonton. Would right? they, or would that guy have wanted out of here by now? Uh, maybe. Edmonton gets everything wrong, and they still find a way to get into the playoffs <laughs> like three, four times with him. Like, they haven't won, really, nope, with him, nope. but they've done just enough for him to want to stay there. And maybe, maybe, I mean, Eichel is great. He's a, one of the better centers in hockey. He's not McDavid, though. McDavid put up 150 points. Like, the difference between the two might be the difference between... The Sabres having three playoff appearances in that time. And that might be enough for a guy to stay. Maybe. The other thing, as you lay out how mad he was, th- this is, again, a point about pride. doesn't have to be right. At least that day, what did Murray do? He defended the team. He, def- he defended the franchise. Here's Murray. I lost a drawing. I'm mad. Because our fans deserve better, blah, blah, blah. Even though it's, it's a drawing. And meanwhile... Since then, like Kevin Adams, again, like he's done a good job, and Don Granado done a good job connecting with fans last year, and this year, when you want someone to be mad, who's mad? Cousins, cousins, <laughs> and talk. Is that it? Nobody else ever sounds like they're upset. I mean, Oposo sometimes sounds upset, sometimes sounds defeated, sad, like things aren't going better. But you know, the head coach is of a different mindset about lifting guys up. He's not going to go in there and at least not to us, tell people how upset he is. And Kevin Adams certainly doesn't do that. And I'm not sure if it would make much difference if they acted more upset mm-hmm. because there's you know just a spot of, of apathy. Kevin writes in, I want to feel like they're an NHL franchise. Fire coaches when you should. Fire GMs when you should. Make smart moves once in a while. Don't accept the losing. It is unbelievable, the inaction. Well... That's right. It's kind of funny. Do- doesn't Pagula, in some respects, have a reputation in the NHL at least for like the quick trigger? Which I- I've heard that. I don't know how much we say that, but I've heard, I've seen that written. I've heard that talked about in like national hockey podcasts, whatnot. But I think you could like. Is there a way you could look up like losses before being fired, kind of thing? Like because okay, they've ran through a bunch of different coaches. But you just mentioned it. Housley should have been fired after year one. Yeah. So, like, that would have been seen as all quick trigger. He got rid of a coach after one year when you should have known. 
anything after year one would have been wasted time. And then year two was the 10-game win streak where... Did they fire him after that season? After that season. Okay, but he started with the 10-game win streak. They had the 10-game win streak, and it was it was hard to miss the playoffs, and Bottrell just watched them die and <laughs> miss the playoffs again. Right. And then, you know, so it's just... it's. I don't know. It's crazy. Is there is does it have to be like a management move, like on a macro level like that? Is there one single roster move they've made that could be the answer to this? That could be so impactful that things would be totally different had they just not done that one thing. Like they just not traded O'Reilly, for instance. They they, maybe they go on the ten game win streak, but Ryan O'Reilly is on the team, so they're able to hold water a little bit better after that, and then they make the playoffs. Like I don't know. Should they not have traded Eichel? Well, we never got O'Reilly. Never. O'Reilly never played with Dalene. No, never did. Like the Sabres, I finally- remember he talked about playing with Dalene because he did like he was in Europe, like in the World Championships, like doing some interview talking about Dalene on the Sabres, and they traded him like the next day. Yeah, they traded him to St. Louis to avoid paying that big roster bonus. Yes, but he knew they were going to be on the team together. Yep. But then he got then traded. They never played together. So I don't know. Those anyway, the big trades. Eight oh three oh five fifty. I'm watching these videos of Bill Walsh college football from 1994, and I am also feeling the same way you did, which is how did any, how did I play this game? How did anybody I play these games? It's I don't know how you did it. I mean, I, I thought to it was be the fair, greatest thing in the world at the time. To be fair, like I'm looking up like the first game I can remember, the first Madden game I can remember playing is like Madden 2002, and I'm looking at clips of that right now. And it's kind of the same thing. Like it looks way better than Bill Walsh college football, but like how did I how did I play this? It's like it, it. It looks like an arcade game, which I guess it kind of was at the time. It was a lot closer to that. Joe Montana sports talk football was like another one. NFL sports talk football. That's not real. Yes, it is. What that, is what does the sports talk mean? Are you playing the game as a broadcaster? What's that? What's happening there? That's just the name of it. You. Well, the the the, the, the sports video games changed a lot when they started to look like television. Instead of being Tecmo Bowl, yeah. you were starting to turn games into you're going to play this and there's going to be an announcer. Okay. Someone's going to do the play-by-play. Right. I'm looking at the sports talk technology for 1993 Joe Montana football. Highly regarded at the time having around 500 different phrases. Huh? So that was like new. That was new yes. at the time. There were different views of the field. You could zoom in. Mm-hmm. League play, all that stuff. But, yeah. The NHL games. Think about it. Like, NHL 94. Yep. If you go back and play the classics, like NHL 94, it's an arcade game. And it's a... Yes. You're playing hockey. If you play... By the time you get to NHL 97, the entire broad, the entire game is, is turned into a broadcast. NHL 97, you're playing a game. They're talking about how Lindros was traded. They put <laughs> they, they put so much play-by-play and so much commentary in it. Uh-huh. Like, games changed quite a bit. So that's the sports talk football angle of it. Anyway, eight oh three oh five fifty. Is Brad Nestler going to be on the new college football game? Who's it going to be? Who's the voice of college football? Is Brad Nestler for a long time in those games? It's going to be like Chris Fowler, isn't it? Herb Street and Corso were on it forever. Yeah. Oh yeah. Who was doing the play-by-play? Herb Nestler. Street. It was Nestler. Oh, it was Nestler, Nestler with Herb, Herb Street, Street and, yep. and Corva. Uh, okay. okay. Corso. Yep. Not so fast, my friend. Yep. And, Joe, like, I'm going to say something here that people will remember that you won't remember. 
is somewhere along the way, Kirk Herbstreit had a line that he, he flubbed and they kept in the game for like a decade. Season-ending injuries. He said seizing-ending injuries, and it was in the game for 10 years. What? Seizing-ending ones. Yeah. And they never fixed it? No. Three people might remember that Damn. listening. Anyway, 803-0550. We digress. College football has been confirmed. It's coming back. It's, on, it's confirmed when it's on the shelf. That's yeah. my attitude. 803-0550. If you're on hold, uh, John will get right to you on the other side. we got to get a break in. Wide receiver idea of the day coming up as well. We're going to do that because I saw Nate, Nate Geary, tweeting out about Brandon Ayuk, who could be on the move. Maybe. He's about to get paid big bucks, and uh, he's really good. So we'll kick that around at some point this morning. Good morning. Jeremy and Joe here on a Friday on WGR. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink think what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Caught. Yeah. Shot by Comrie. He can't make the save. It's off of Comrie and in the net on the delayed call. On the shot from the far point, Kachuk takes the shot. One of the... Moments of the game brought to you by Firth Jewelers for the moments in life. Go forth to Firth. Dan Dunleavy on the call. We'll get to Paul coming up at 8 o'clock. Grab a call here and then our wide receiver idea of the day. John and Marilla is up first, though. Hey, John, good morning. Yeah, good morning, guys. Uh, I was just, you guys are talking about the future of the Sabres. And, you know, I turned the game on last night and, um, you know, we get a power play and, and, uh, and we have Kyle Ocposo out there on the power play. And you got to be you got to be kidding me if you think that you know he's going to help us on the power play. He's not even going to be in the NHL next year. And 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 this is the coach thinking that that's the best position for us to win now. And you know that goes back to the GM and the coach. They just I don't know if they don't know our talent or they're just keeping guys around for, you know to make everybody feel good. But you know. You bring up Kulik if you need a top six guy. This, this is ridiculous. We need we need to you know have people in charge that know what they're doing. Thanks, Sean. I mean, Oposo coming back and Gergensen's coming back was a surprise, right? Last night, Oposo feels like we've been through like 
10 years of analytics and what we used to look at, shift charts and heat maps. Mm-hmm. He was their worst forward in shot share last night at Poso. And, you know, like, yep. can you expect him to keep up? You're asking a lot. On the power play, like, they don't have any answers on the power play. Yeah, there's there's nothing. Just a lot of perimeter and, passing. Like, Florida on the power play. I was watching last night. Florida on the power play gets it down along the goal line, and then someone swings out in front. And yes, like they're creating, so they're creating chaos and rebounds, and the Sabers don't seem to really ever do that. So, yeah, the Sabers, their whole plan is what get Tage Thompson a one timer on the left wall. That's the whole plan of their power play. Florida, the Sabers have twenty two power play goals on the year. Sam Reinhardt has twenty two power play goals by himself this season, and I believe he has nine more than anybody else in the league. All of his are from the same area. They're, well, I mean, he still has those net front goals that he'll score. But if you watch what they try to do, they wor- try to work the puck to the to the down low, and then Reinhardt slides into the slot. Yeah, and they pass it from like behind the net almost out to the slot where Reinhardt hits a one timer, and he scored on that play like twenty times this year. So it's a very very different attack. That's one thing they haven't really changed though, right? They've changed personnel. They've put Olafson on the power play. They've put Paterka on the top pair. They've tried Power. They've tried Ukposo now. <laughs> They've tried different people, but have they ever tried to do anything different than we're just going to try to get Tage a one-timer? No, and to drive this point home, I'm at naturalstatric.com. There's a lot of different ways to look at the power play. Joe, they are last in the league on the power play at number of high-danger chances. Mm-hmm. So they don't even get close. Not, not even percentage. Just yeah. flat out how many ch- we could do percentage. Yeah. But but that too, they're bottom three or something. The, they're bottom. They're second from the bottom. They're second from they're the bottom. They're 31st in the percentage of chances they get at high danger. And just the number of high danger chances they have on the power play this year, they are dead last in the league. It's not even, it's not even well, you're snake bitten. You're not scoring on the power play. They don't get chances. And as you pointed out, it, it has sunk the team. In the standings, they could just be an average team if their power play were average, but fewest chances on the power play in the NHL this year. Well, they kept the team the same from last year. Are we? Are we? And the power play was good last year. The power play was good last year, and the penalty kill was terrible. Are are we? This is it, though, right? This has got to be it. Oposo, Girgensons, Olafson. Like, how much of the roster do we expect to be different? They've got to know now, right? Like, may, this was maybe, you know. It's not great, and it's a wake-up call, and it's frustrating, but maybe they needed this? Did they need a dose of medicine of, you can't just bring a Poso and Gergensen's back and expect that to go well and expect that to improve? Versus now, they've seen it and know, okay, we're done. Poso's going to get traded the deadline, and that's the end of his career, and Gergensen's is going to get traded the deadline, and he'll never play here again, and Olafson is going to be gone that's three. I mean, it should at least be three, right? Yeah. That's going to change. And that's where, like, I man, if I can have any optimism, it's they needed to see this season to get into the right mindset. They needed to see it not work in order to do the moves that they need to, to pull off. Again, they should have done it a year ago. They should have realized this months ago. They should have realized it in the offseason. But I got to think they know now. How could they not? 
that they can't just run it back again and put Jacob Bryson in the lineup. <laughs> and although I guess he's six, he was six and one now. Yeah. Uh, when he's in the lineup, but they just can't just run it back and expect to just get natural. Oh, we're just going to get better by four points every year. You can give us a call at eight hundred three zero five fifty. Wide receiver idea of the day. Ready? Yes. Let's do it. So it's going to be Brandon Ayuk. Trade chatter is uh, picking up for Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk. Yes. Ready for my bold prediction? This on is like the boldest wide receiver of the idea. Yeah. Wide receiver idea of the day. I like As an that. idea for the Bills, it's pretty far-fetched. But his name is getting thrown out in trade rumors because he's about to play on his uh, final year of a deal, and he's well under market value. John Lynch, the GM of the Niners, has already talked about, like, you want a guy like Brandon Ayuk. They will look to extend him. He said he'll be in San Francisco if the deal is right. But I'm already seeing right here six landing spots for Brandon Ayuk. And let me tell you. Ooh, are they one of them? They are not one of them. They're not one of them. And in fact, right. the teams that are there, mm-hmm. tell me how much, well, how you feel about it. Arizona, whatever. Fine. Houston. Uh-oh. Ooh, I'm not, not loving that. Uh-oh. That is bad news. Jacksonville. Don't love that either. I'd be Uh-oh. more scared of Houston, but not good. Kansas City. <laughs> Come on. Uh-oh. No. Tampa. Fine. And Washington. Fine. But Houston and Kansas City is an uh-oh. Here's my bold prediction. You know what Ayuk is right now? I mean, Houston is an uh-oh. Kansas City is uh-oh. like, I what What do we do? I don't. Hold on. I'm gonna Nightmare. Say, uh, Nightmare fuel. Do, do you, if for those of you that maybe, I don't know, maybe you don't watch the Niners too much. You saw the Super Bowl. Ayuk didn't get the ball thrown to him too much. You know what Ayuk is ready to be right now? Diggs. Mm. He is number one in the NFL in yards per target with guys over 50 targets. Mm-hmm. He had 100 targets this year. The year that Diggs' final year in Minnesota, he had 94 targets and still had a monster year. Ayuk had 105 mm. with the Niners. That's a run-heavy team with Ayuk. Yeah. If he went to an offense that targeted him 170 times, he'd put up 1,800 yards easy. He is, Yeah. if someone wants to go make a play for him and he wants a big deal that the Niners don't want to give, I mean, the Bills can't really do it. We know that. Yeah. But Ayuk is ready to pop as a absolute top-tier producer. He does not get the targets. Yeah. ESPN's analytics, like how they rate receivers with open score, catch score, and yak score, He's the number. he was the number one receiver in football last year. When Ayuk won, Brown two, Nico Collins three. He is an absolute stud. And he's, in the, and he's on the run-heaviest team in football. Yeah. By the way, Ayuk number one and Nico Collins number three, and you're going to put them on the same team. The Texans are one of the teams that's, mentioned. That's pretty. That's pretty terrifying. Uh, so it's Diggs 2.0. He is ready to be Diggs. All right. So if if he goes to his next team, it'll be the wow. This guy is a household name and one of the best receivers in football. Right. If he went to play for a team that didn't have, I mean, he's on a team that probably schemes him open well. But he's yep. great. Yep. He's great at getting open. And if he went to play with a stud quarterback, an elite quarterback. All right. How do we get him with Josh Allen then? <laughs> how do we do it? Move heaven and earth, right? How, how could you how did, get... They moved heaven and earth for a quarterback. Let's move heaven and earth for Brandon Ayuk. They don't have to move heaven and earth again for a decade. So let's do it now. You would you would trade for him and then give him the big deal and... You'd have to move on from Diggs? You'd have to push all that money later and you'd probably, yes, move on from Diggs, eat that money this year, Yeah. plug in Ayuk with a very low number because you just restructured him and you've paid out the wazoo to do it. And, You've paid and his big money won't come until after the first year. Right, after you get the relief from Diggs. And he's 25. 
You're basically resetting the clock. Yes, it's, you're, you're you're going from 31 year old to 25, and it's almost the same player. He is ready for if he gets traded. He will have the digs glow up. That's that's Ayuk. He's ready. Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> this idea for the Bills, I don't think it's realistic. But for a lot of teams out there, it could be. And he's about to get paid, and he, I mean, he should want to. Is it more realistic than trading up to six? The Malik Neighbors idea, the that's, Julio Jones comparison that's, from that's yesterday. Tough. The, one of the tough things to know is how, like, Diggs wanted out of Minnesota because they were going to be run heavy and he wanted to be great. Yes. And then he left and went somewhere and became great. Mm-hmm. Does Ayuk want that? Does he want to be a part of a Kyle Shanahan offense like he is, where, hey, listen, you might be one of the best receivers in football. You're never going to put up the best numbers in football because of this offense, because right. of who you are. Right. Does he want to go play with C.J. Stroud? Does he want to go play with? Does he want to go play for Detroit? You know, like, hey, yeah. I'll go to an offense that's going to throw it a lot. Maybe Detroit's the wrong answer there, but but an offense that's going to be throw a lot and build it around me. Sure, because that's that's what Diggs got. Diggs was on a team, by the way, not only ran the ball a lot, he never led them in targets. Yeah. Thielen was the one they designed their pass offense around, and then how, how did Diggs? I'm sure how did he get sold on Buffalo? Because remember, 2019, he said middle of the year wasn't really ready to do it. The Bills wanted him. He said, yeah, I don't know. Off season, they pulled it off. How do they probably sell Diggs on Buffalo? We're going to build the offense around you. And that, to me, is a, sell, a, a selling point for any team going after Brandon Ayuk. Like Detroit, I don't know if they do that because of St. Brown and, and other things. I mean, Houston would ha- have that to offer. And Houston has the ability because Nico Collins, who is a stud, is on a rookie deal. And what worries me about Kansas City is I think Kansas City can sell that too. Sure. They, can, they can sell him on... Listen, we just won the Super Bowl. You're going to win here. Kelsey's getting older. We don't have the receiver. Like we, The next phase of Patrick Mahomes' career is going to be centered around you. Sure. You are going to be, you're going to be riding shotgun you're, with the best quarterback of all time, and you're going to be his guy for the next, dec- for the next five years. You're least. going to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, you're going to. That's, right. that, that's what you would pitch. Yeah. 150 targets a year in this offense. You're going to win Super Bowls. You're going to go to the Hall of Fame. Man, the, the Chiefs' idea really worries me because they, they can do it. They have the money to do it, and that terrifies me. I hope the Niners wouldn't do it just because, what, they've lost them twice? Do the Niners have to treat that the same way of, like, the Niners are in our, or the Chiefs are in our way? They've lost to the Chiefs more times in the playoffs than anybody except the Bills. Yeah, right. Well, the Niners, what their decision is, is keep him. If he's unhappy, he needs a deal. All right, well, franchise him. Like, they don't have to trade him. No. He could get franchise tagged, and he'd be worth it. You wonder what they want, what he wants. But man, if if a team could wrench him out of San Francisco, yeah, he's he's Diggs, he's the re, he's the new he's the next reset Diggs. Eight oh three oh five fifty one eight 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 five fifty two five fifty. There's your wide receiver idea of the day. Most of these segments of wide receiver idea of the day are going to boil down to they should probably just draft one instead. Like, should they pay thirty million to not have Diggs and trade a first and a third to get Ayuk and pay that guy thirty million? Now nah, she should just probably draft one. Should they spend- Ayuk's the one guy so far, though, that I think I might rather have than the draft guy. I would might take all that risk, all that not, not even risk. I would take all that money on all the gymnastics because he's. I mean, we just went through it. He might be the he might be the best receiver in football. He's up there. He's up there though. And Jefferson, Jefferson, yeah. Ceedee Lamb. He's he, he's real close. But all these he's like, only twenty five too. Yeah, all these like. Open score stuff and Matt Harmon and the PFF stuff, like all that stuff tells me he's the best receiver in football. Or he's right, at least on that tier. 
But he's not treated that way because of the offense he's in. 803-0550. Stat of the day, instant trivia, Paul Hamilton, all these things still to come. Jeremy and Joe, happy Friday on WGR. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Caller 5 wins a pair of tickets to see Tower of Power on Saturday, March 2nd. At OLG Stage at Falls U Casino at 8 p.m., plus a $100 dining voucher for Overtime Sports Lounge. You must be 19 years of age or older to win. For tickets, visit fallsviewcasinoresort.org. It's NBA All-Star Weekend. I just learned just now there are only four players in the dunk contest. Yes. Is that standard now? Uh, I think so. All right. It's more limited than I think they're just running out of dunks. That's right. Running out of ideas. There's only so many ways you can jump. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's pretty much... I think I think it's pretty much dead as an event. The star... There's two things this weekend that are going to be great at the NBA All-Star Contest, or whatever, weekend. Mm-hmm. You've got Steph Curry. Steph Curry going head-to-head with Sabrina Ionescu, right? The three-point contest yes. between those two. Yep. And the court. That's what will probably be the star. They've got this LED court that can do stuff in real time. Yeah. And we'll see how they use that during the game. Might be a little too much, or it might be the future of courts that they light up and do everything. So that's part of this weekend. The court, did you see the video of like what it looks like? Like They were testing it yesterday. Are they going to have it like showing different things while they're playing? Because wouldn't that be just, dis- I mean, it's the all-star game. I guess they shouldn't care. Like, the score doesn't matter, right? But, like, if the players are distracted, because that would be distracting, I think, right? If you're you're dribbling the ball, you're looking to make a pass, and there's just things moving underneath you. Or there's a highlight playing underneath you. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think it's going to be really cool. It's going to, especially to watch it. Um, I just wonder how they're going to go about it. They've also ditched at the all-star game the Elam ending. You remember the Elam ending, what that was? No. What is that? The Elam ending was a revolution idea on how games should end. You, t- you turn the clock off for the fourth quarter. And okay. based on what the score was at the end of the third, you then had a target score. So if it was 124 to 105, the target score would be 138. First oh, team to 138 okay. wins the game. Right. And they did the Elam ending in 2020 and did it for a couple of years in the NBA All-Star game. Yep. It was pretty cool. Like, a different way to watch a game. No clock. None of that. You're not fouling at yeah. the end of a basketball game to get free throws. Right. I, just, so, I somewhat remember this because I remember people being upset that, it, that an All-Star game ended on free throws. It did end on free like throws. They call, they call the foul. And, like, the, what they wanted was, like, a three-pointer to, like, win it at the end. Sure. Any, really any number that gets it to that number was what ended it. Right. But what you didn't get from a free throw standpoint is the last five minutes, two minutes of a basketball game where you foul someone on purpose, put them on the line, hope they miss. Like, that's gone because every point is bad. Not, we'll trade you two points or one point for, you know, stopping the clock. So, All-Star Game Weekend, it's in Indianapolis. 
Stat of the day. I've got the stat of the day for you. It's on the Sabres before we get to Paul Hamilton on the other side. Stat of the day is brought to you by Seneca Gaming and Irving, home of the biggest bingo payouts and slot machines with thousands won daily. The Sabres lost last night 4 to nothing. Florida scored in the first period to take a one nothing lead. Matthew Fairburn had this. The Sabres, when they get scored on first, yep. they are 6-23-3. When the Sabres give up the first goal, 6-23-3. Brutal. That's also a lot of... How many games have they played? 6-23-3. It's 30 of their games where they've been scored on first. Yeah. The record should be better, too, considering that they usually have 50 to 55 minutes to, to come back after they've given up the first goal. To, to counter that, 6-23-3 when they get scored on first. Mm-hmm. The math of that is that they are 17-3-1 when they score first. It's important to score first. With this team, for sure. Man. Could it be that simple? They just don't score first? Just score first. Just score first and they be a playoff team. Pull the goalie to start the game. Let's go. <laughs> get out there. We got to get one. We're desperate. <laughs> All right. We'll talk with Paul about uh, last night's game. Happy Friday. All-Star weekend. The weekend. Sabres, pl- Sabres play tomorrow against Minnesota at 5 p.m. So an afternoon. 5 p.m. PM. Yeah. Hmm. Minnesota, who's made the playoffs 10 times since the Sabres have last, yeah. as we found out. <laughs> Jeremy and Joe on WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.